Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. So welcome and to the March 11th, 10 p.m. Jerusalem time meeting for the Global Health and Healing Watch. We, we have a small but mighty crew on today, and we are thankful that you can be here with us. Bob has got a pre-selected <laughs> worship song, and I, I want to, again, acknowledge that there was... A, Bob, you missed the time where I actually played a really interesting worship song, and I love Hannah's comment. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, do you have uh, another interesting one that you would prefer to play? No, Jared? I don't. I have it. I'm just like really. I'm eating the bread and butter of prayer, a praise, and community. I think that's where my spirit is at today because I I'm in the I'm in the here but not there yet or there but not here yet. I'm not sure where I am, but I'm in Kansas having to work. But things, good things are starting in San Diego, and I want to get back to the big, bigger picture. But I feel myself constrained here because I have to sometimes work. So I'll just kind of pray into the, yeah, the beautiful, I was in different paradoxes a couple of weeks ago, but this is a, this is an anticipation. I want to be back in the anticipation of what God is doing. So while I acknowledge that Bob, yes, we do need to be at war, but we also need to be at praise. And sometimes praise is our best weapon. And Charlie, Father, just give... thank you for this day so that we can come together. We can hear your heart for health and healing. We can testify to the things that you're doing. And I'll share a testimony later from Pastor Rick that called me. Thank you, Father, that you are, you are so good. So in your goodness, we can stand. In your goodness, we can stand. And as Ephesians says, in your goodness, we can stand. We stand three times. A three-stranded cord, three-stranded cord of just a firmness, determination, and praise to you for leading us, giving a strategy, helping us to work not against flesh and blood, but against the principalities and the powers. So we uh, we thank you, Father, for your presence, and may your name be glorified through our testimony, through our praise, and through our authority that you've given us in the name of Jesus. Amen. And Charlie, I think as we're going to go into worship, it says to enter with thanksgiving and pray. So why don't you give thanksgiving for the testimonies that have happened in your family, particularly those three, and, and then whatever the one Rick transmitted to you. Because I know both David and I gave some testimonies last week of healing miracles that took place as a result of the conferences that we did. But Charlie, you weren't on that call, so why don't you give your testimonies as a way of thanksgiving? Yeah, my, my testimonies are just simple, that my mom continues to be healed. She continues to make improvements out of the state that she was in of total debilitation. She's gaining more strength. She's being more communicative. And there's just a good care team that's surrounding her. And so that's a praise. When you can have a team that is not bent on whatever, but on but it's actually bent on, on healing and improving. And so I'm believing that someday she can come out of the place where she's at, that my sister, which is doing great with chemotherapy. Drinking warm um, water before bed shrinks a swollen prostate. So she can do very well. 
Hi. She's halfway through a chemo and her PET scans and CAT scans are completely negative. So that's a praise. I don't have an update prayer request except for my brother-in-law is feeling better. He had surgery and he's had some medicine to shrink the swelling in his brain and they may do some more for his glioblastoma. So I, I continue to press in for that. I was in the clinic this week and right between patients, a perfect time. I got a call from Pastor Rick in San Diego. It was Charlie, guess what? I, one of our, my other pastor friends was not feeling well, and his name is Rob. Phyllis and I know about him, but we haven't visited him yet. He's just right down the street. So Rick went down to the ER to be out with him, and then the doc comes in, and he's talking about all the stuff, and he goes, hey, can I pray? And they go, yeah. And the doc says, I, I believe in this medicine thing, and I believe in this prayer thing, but I don't see how they work together. And there's a group of us that are like this, and we're just so interested in what God can do. And Rick started sharing about that. And he said, I want to know more. I want to know more. So it was a testimony of, again, I don't even know which. It was this hidden Dr. X and others that are in the healthcare community in San Diego who are hungry and searching for the, for the divine, for the non-divided, non yeah, for the non-divided medicine so that the healing and the sacred is everywhere, everywhere in, yeah, in the church and in the hospital. So that was very encouraging to me this week. One of the doctors that came to the conference in Lancaster that came through David Marks, she was uh, working in oncology with her husband at University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. And one of her patients had bile duct cancer that was really doing terribly. And uh, after prayer that Monday, after the conference, the numbers uh, were plummeting meaning in a good way, suggesting that the bile duct was beginning to open up and function, which she'd never seen such a thing before. So she was highly encouraged as a result of the conference to trust that simple healing prayer works. And uh, there were no, a few other testimonies like that almost immediately after the conferences. So some, something was being released and it was very encouraging. All three of the conferences were extremely encouraging. And Pete Carter from England's already texted me, what's the next steps? So we're looking to see what he wants to do and what we can do with him next. So I just wanted to praise God for what he did through that time. And then, as you know, who were on the call last week, I got a delay of a day in my departure from Boston. And the Lord used that to give me a time of rebooting and resetting after all that busyness of those 10 days of three conferences. And no matter how hard I tried to find another ticket out of, out of town that day, it didn't work until finally I after two hours of beating my head against the wall, the Lord said, actually, I've prepared you for a day of rest. So stop trying and just accept it. And just to make it more clear, the airline actually wasn't supposed to, but they paid for my hotel. So it, it didn't cost me anything that extra day after all. So that's another miracle. So what I'd like to do is just a quick recap of why we created the Global Watch for Health and Human Services and the story behind that. And then I'll mention that story doesn't seem to be fully resolved as to the reason why we went this direction. And, and therefore I'll play a worship song at that point about warfare. And then I'd like to engage together, listening and praying about the spirit of Athaliah, which is, as you'll see in a moment, the target with which God ordained this watch. So let's go back in time to the very couple of days of March 2022, when Sue and Fred came to Kona, Hawaii, and the, they decided to come 
to meet the people at the clinic in Hawaii, even though it had already been decided that the mental health program that had been set up was not going to be allowed to operate. So they came anyway in faith to build some relationships with the people in that clinic and believing that someday it would happen again. And when I got to tell Sue and Fred what had happened, that I was going to be disconnected from the clinic and taking a year sabbatical, Sue started to prophesy to me and Sue said, oh, the Lord was very gracious to you and protected you. I said, how can a loss and pain be gracious and protection? And she says, let's look at 2 Kings 11 together. The very founding scriptures for the global watch, she said. And she began to march through the story of Athaliah and how Athaliah had killed all the royal family. And yet one of the royal members, a newborn named Joash, was hidden away by the chief priest and his wife. And his name was Joash. So he was the only remnant of the children of the king who had just died. And the wife of the priest, by the way, was the sister of the king that had passed away. So they hid Joash for six years in the temple housing. He never came out of the temple those six years. And then the scripture says on the seventh year, the priest said, set three watches, one over the temple, one over the palace, and one over the guard robe, which was a corridor in between the two where the guards had their facilities. So one over each of those three locations. And then once that's accomplished, let's bring the king out of hiding, put him on the throne and crown him. So in the seventh year that was done, they put Joash on the throne, placed the crown upon his head. He was seven years old. And they blew the trumpets and declared Joash as king. So there was a shift from the, the rule of an of a unrighteous authority, a usurping authority, to the true royal lineage at that point. Then it says, Athaliah heard the noise and came running to see what was going on. And before she could enter the temple, the guards grabbed her, took her outside of the temple ground and killed her. Thus, Joash was released into his reign. And he was a good king, it says, as long as the priest remained alive. But he fell not so well after the priest died. So that's the story of Joash. And what she said to me, Bob, you didn't have a watch over what you were trying to build. And so God was gracious to shut it down now because a lot more pain and suffering would have happened if it would have launched and been aborted due to the lack of protection. So that's so then she looks me in the eye and says, Bob, you need to start the Global Health and Human Service Watch. <laughs> and that's how this came to be. So in case some of you didn't know, that's the story behind the story. So I left Hawaii on March the 4th, 2022. And the day I was supposed to fly back for the first time to visit Hawaii and to visit the board of directors and to visit the clinic was March the 4th, 2023. And then God delayed me one day. So I arrived in Hawaii one day to the day, a year after having been sent away. 
And I think we started the Global Watch a couple of months later, like maybe May or something like that. I can't quite remember. So just in a quick synopsis, I went back and the Lord told me to reconnect to the board of directors and reconnect to the clinic and try to reconcile uh, old issues. But that if they were open to going back to the original structure and foundation and purpose, that I could be allowed to intersect and connect again. But if they did not go back to that spiritual foundation that we had planted, that I was to separate. So at the board of directors, it was a good thing and it looked like I was gonna be connecting again. But then when I went to the clinic, it didn't turn out as well. And the end result was the same spirit that had pushed me out the first time was still very much in control and present currently. And so I recognized that I needed to walk away and not return to that project. So when I told a couple of the other board members, they said, no, you shouldn't quit. Why should you be controlled by darkness? Why should you allow the darkness to win? I had a, a, opinions from some people to go and fight. And I had opinions from others to lay it down. And what I thought I heard from the Lord was, unless the climate had changed, I should lay it down. And I didn't find the climate to have changed. So that would mean I should lay it down and move into what we're doing now, which is the transformation health services, which is the thing that's doing these conferences and helping to stimulate these groups and other locations. So what I'd like to do is pray, play this song and then come out of the song and while during the song, asking the Lord, how do we pray? How do we finally get Jesus on the throne of healthcare? Because it's not a Joe Ash or a Bob that needs to sit on the throne. It's Jesus, the throne of health and human services. But David and Charlie and myself and others like us were expressing that need for Jesus to be on the throne of healthcare. So in a sense, we're the Joe Ash intermediaries in a sense. And, uh, and so we're still, I don't think any of the three of us would be able to say to you today, oh, we finally made it. She's been dethroned and we can move in. We can grab our position again. I don't think we can say that at this point. So that's why I wanna pray about this Athaliah story. And I think Hannah, you've been warning us that it's not finished yet. A couple of different times, I remember you said that. So is that okay? To, am I making myself clear what I'd like to do with this prayer time? Everybody okay with that? So it's more of a listening and then from the listening perspective, God, what do you want us to declare? What do you want us to speak? What do you want us to understand about the moment that we're in? Have we already through just moving away from that story of Hawaii and moving into these other places? Have we already accomplished what we're supposed to do? And we're, we're actually on the path of victory? Or is this an indicator what happened in Hawaii that we're still up against it? So that's what I'm looking for. So let me play this song and let's see what the Lord will say. So Father, we thank you for this testimony that in the face of the storm and the unbelief and impending death and hopelessness against this darkness trying to take a life, this little one ends up in the middle of that crowd, in the middle of that song alive and thank you lord for your goodness and your mercy and i ask lord here as we 
go into this time of listening and praying. Lord, is Hawaii still a child? Or is it to be let go of? And Lord, I thank you for that. I thank you that Athaliah doesn't win in the end, but you will be seated on the throne of health and human services. So Father, guide us through this moment, this time, as we listen, as we declare, as we pray and share. In Jesus' name. I keep getting the picture of the story of Jesus and Mary and Martha and Lazarus. And when Lazarus within what who was when Jesus was first called to to Bethany, it was a sick call. And then Jesus took his time and very concerning to Mary and Martha as they watched their brother get sicker and then die. And, and then on the way, Jesus told his disciples that this sickness is not unto death. And I just, I just keep coming away from this and what, and bringing the application to us is that timing is so important. Timing is so important. And there's no question in my mind that the time has come for us to just really embrace the power and the boldness that the Holy Spirit gives us. I'm also going through Acts and I'm just really like, really trying to pay attention to the signs and wonders and the miracles that came out of that early church period. And I'm absolutely convinced that we're moving into that season. Yeah, so Father, I just, I just thank you for the season that we're in. I thank you for this group and we just, we just offer, I just want to offer myself as a living sacrifice for Holy Spirit, for you to come in your fullness. I keep reading in the book of Acts that the people that you use were full of the Holy Spirit. And so, God, we need the fullness of your Holy Spirit to see, to be watchmen, to hear your voice and to move boldly. And I thank you for the tenacity that you have poured into Bob and the no compromise spirit. And I thank you for this past week, God, for revealing, revealing what, where he, where the time is not right for Bob's involvement. And I thank you for what lies ahead. And God, I just, we just want to have open ears, open eyes, and we just covet you, Holy Spirit. To move among us i can go I jump in there i get this the genesis 22 uh, 1 and it's the place where the response from abraham that he gives when god calls on him to sacrifice his son isaac and he said that means here i am and and it's a completely av availability of total readiness to serve making us fully available and, and the other one is Isaiah 6, 8. And I heard the voice of the Lord saying, whom shall I send and who will go for us? Then I said, here am I, he sent me. And, and this is really this, it's like an allowing him to, to move and making, being this vessel, what he needs to move into and to move through. That's absolute in obedience and in this willingness that so many had Moses had it, Mary had it, 
that they just as you want, they're just this vessel. And then in Isaiah 58, um, then you will call and the Lord will answer. You will cry for help. And he will say, here am I, Hineni. So the Lord says, speaks the Lord the same word. And he says, I'm here. And that was also in this song that was so for me. For me, I got this in the night. So it's so interesting. It just fits to the song also where we when we are this vessel of mercy just open that he builds himself or that he formed himself when we take this shoulder on shoulder and standing and just looking at him and being ready so he is coming he's already there and moves to us and and he will get all glory and we would just enjoy him seeing and doing amazing things and singing the answer so that's what I got. What was Isaiah 58 and what was the reference? One Isaiah 58, 9, Isaiah 6, 8, and Genesis 22, 1. It's interesting in light of what David shared that Isaiah 6, it starts with in the year that King Uzziah died. And so that's two words you guys are bringing forth about the timing requires a death first. Yes, unless a kernel of wheat falls to the ground. So my prophetic board member and his wife called me last night and said, don't let the darkness push you around. But at the same time, what it, that they said that what you shared at the clinic took a spiritual thermometer into the environment and you got the temperature taken that Athaliah still reigns. And so the result of that is the answer is that something must die first for Athaliah to be removed. So we haven't had that death yet. No. We have, you and I and everybody on the call, but I'm talking about the people that are involved in the actual operations have not gone through the death yet. Yeah, but there's something in the waiting too. I still feel like I'm Sometimes my spirit wants to be there and I'm all in. And then other times it just, uh, I just, I'm so tired of waiting. So this, I just want to say while, I, while we're here, yesterday was just one of those, I'm done. I give up. I just want to go home. <laughs> but I'm out here and, and this call is just so encouraging and it just gives me hope. I saw, I typed in the chat. I think it just, I was just processing that as the moment you told the story, this was in my spirit that there needs to be guards in all these areas. There are times when I can just be in the spirit and I'm in my intimacy priestly zone and it's awesome. And there's other times where I'm just in the medicine zone and, and I'm doing a good job. And there's times where I'm like, oh, I, don't, I need to keep that connection flowing between because it tends to be, I don't know. So it's, yeah, I just, thank you. This is what you really wrote, good. Charlie. Can you read what you wrote? It's really good about the three watches that need to be set. Can you read it? Yeah, it says one is the, there's three, three watches or three guardianships. And I'm just processing that is how can we do this? How can this global watch guard over our hearts and our intimacies sure. with the Lord and just keep that first and foremost, but yet also have our authority and have our things that I've experienced different i'll tell you a little background story for this is that i'm building it in this new county but i was in a county where it worked for five years i was coming to the county 
And there was a lot of times where I would come in and I just declared praise. The moment I hit the county line, it's, I praise you, Lord. I praise you, Lord. And I would have great times there, great times. And then there were times that I would come into the county and just be attacked. I was working, getting two and a couple hours of sleep and people that were doing there. I went in a long time without anyone actually dying while I was at work. I mean, like months and months, it seems. And it was just an, it was just an amazing thing. So I guess I'm thinking about the whole authority thing. When we're in healthcare, we're in a position of authority, we're in a domain. And I think we just need to have guards help us to guard over that area. But I'm now pondering, and I'm just explaining my thread. The third is that connection of how do we function like in here, but in here? How do we? And so I'm just in, in my mind, I'm imagining these guards that are in this corridor that are keeping the access open not letting anything interfere with that wonderful communion that wonderful yeah maybe that's the right word the wonderful communion i was going to say connection but it's communion between our king and priestly our, our king yeah, how do we do that so i'm just processing now i'm asking myself how i can do that but i know that this group is vital in that it's really vital so i just want to thank and honor everyone on this group because i couldn't do what i'm trying to do or i can't even vision what i'm trying to do without this group because i yeah thank you i'm going to post zechariah 6 and verse 9 to 13 because I think it describes what you're just talking about, Charlie. I'll read it. This is the command to crown Joshua. Let's look at it a different way. To crown Joash. Then the word of the Lord came to me saying, Receive the gift from the captives, from Heldai, Tobiah, and Jedidiah, who have come from Babylon, and go the same day and enter the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Take the silver and the gold, and make an elaborate crown, and set it on the head of Joshua, son of Zehozadak, the high priest. Then speak to him, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is Branch. From his place he shall branch out, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Yes, he shall build the temple of the Lord, and he shall bear the glory. And he shall sit and rule on the throne, so he shall be a priest on his throne, and the council of peace shall be between them. So it goes back and forth describing the priest and the king. Yeah, it's good. And how they need to work together, and there needs to be the council of peace between them. Yeah. And honestly, that is the battle that we're struggling with. Yeah. How does ministry not get overtaken by business structure and authority of the world? And how do you honor authority and structure of the world when you're wanting to have the freedom to move in the spirit? That was how can you be a priest in a king's world? And that's the truth. The truth is we haven't figured it out yet. I always want to encourage everyone that we've tasted it. We have to have tasted it. Otherwise, we wouldn't be on this call. You know it's out there. We just have to keep the watch. I'm going to share a dream that my board member's wife had. She's a very high-level prophetic intercessor, and 
I'm inviting a bunch of these people from Hawaii to join us on this watch because they're watchmen as well. So hopefully they will. She had a dream where they were looking for me and they couldn't find me, but heard that I was at the airport in Honolulu getting ready to leave. They had to walk by 12 Starbucks to get to the airport. And when they got to the airport, they found me in a very plush office area broadcasting how kings and priests can work together to the nations. And she told me that when I called about four months ago and asked if it was time to come back and try to do reconciliation, she told me, no, don't come back. And But she didn't tell me why. She's told me that dream told her that each Starbucks wrecks a celestial time clock. So each Starbucks represented a month to her and that it, until 12 months had been completed, I wasn't allowed to come back. And so 12 months was completed when I showed up. But what was, the, what was it that I was doing? I was on an international broadcast platform talking about how business and mission can go together. You can't make that up. That was, that's crazy. So I just remembered she told me that dream yesterday or two days ago when I had lunch with them. And they're the ones that called me last night and said, don't let the darkness push you out. Yeah. So that's why I'm asking this question. What does that mean? If I'm not to let myself be pushed out by Athaliah, yet Athaliah still rules and reigns, what's the right posture? And so far what I'm hearing from Judah and you, David, is it needs to die if it's going to resurrect into what God wants. In other words, the removal of the Athaliah structure can only be accomplished through a death. Not by trying to fix what's there, not try to resurrect, not try to fix it before it dies. It needs to die. And that's what five of the board members think and four don't. Or is it four and three? I'm not sure which. But right now, I think the vote would be to close it and let it die. But I don't know. It'll be interesting. But do I insist on a vote or don't I is what I'm asking you guys to help me with. Because if I vote, then I'm probably going to be, at worst case, the one that makes the decision because I'll be the tie-breaking vote. Yeah. But if I'm the one that causes it to die, it probably gets me in worse trouble. I think God is so merciful to take you out of the picture right now, Bob. Let them figure out the death thing. Or if they decide not to kill it, it'll die anyway. Yeah. Of the wrong foundation. What I get is really when you make a stand, you are with two feet on the ground. One is authority and one is identity. And, and the other one is the anointing of the Lord himself breaks the yoke of darkness and nullifying all the power of the enemy. So in maybe they think, maybe they think you are the answer. Bob, you can bring the answer, but you are not. Though they, the Lord wants them to look onto Him and for themselves to be this vessel and to be open for Him to move to them, or for to that they look maybe for an answer, for a concept, for something. What you would do or what you would establish, but it's the Lord Himself, and He's jealous, and He He's maybe really wants to put put people there, establish people there. 
there's they are li his living stones position them or where he can move into and it would be but when they are looking onto you then maybe they miss it you know what i mean that this dying is maybe that they don't look on you or want tries to get from you but they look to the lord and just receives the anointing from the lord that there nobody has a saying there and even with the song you brought the answer because in this higher praise this anointing is released and the enemy has no it's just overtaking the lord himself is overtaking and like he brought this this child to life or he's really breaking the power of the enemy, breaking the yoke and really resting in, in the midst. So it's, I don't know, I, this one. So you would say, my role is to stay away, but to stand with my authority and my identity in the spirit and then allow the spirit to break the yoke through them without my involvement so that they that we know that it wasn't Bob turned it one way or the other, but the Lord turned it. But take yeah. my position in authority and an identity separate from actually getting involved in the decision-making there. And this reminds me of what we learned in Hernhut with the role of the ecclesia. The ecclesia is to move in the spirit rather than in the flesh. As we gathered under that gazebo on two occasions and the Lord downloaded to us, remember, Juta, and we just proclaimed it from the gazebo. A few hours later, it manifested in the general assembly of everyone, but we yeah. never told Sue or Fred about what we had done. Yeah, That's what you're talking about, right, David? And also Dean Briggs's message that in his teachings in, in bringing to light the ecclesia, the authority of the ecclesia in the spirit. Amen. I think I wasn't the beginning, but what I hear, what I heard is you priestly, uh, in English, a new priesthood. And that's the word that I wasn't there, but it's a new priesthood. The oldest structure God is going to have Jehoshaphat, the priest, the high priest, but just that line, it's a new one. It was a new one. It wasn't like the line of the priest that came out of Babylon. I just had new priesthood. And so I, I wasn't there to hear everything. I could figure what you're saying, but I you know. And of course, the priest and the shoot, which we know it's Shura. Interesting. Take a priestly stand. Don't get yeah. your hands in the mix. Bob, can that be that your role is more like a midwife? You help them to burst it there? I just a question. You know what I mean? Yeah, I actually I had a dream about that, so I know exactly what you mean, and that does help me understand. I don't I'll just leave it at that. You gave me part of the answer. My role is not to birth the baby, but to encourage the bride while she's in labor and delivering the baby. So I don't do the function of catching the child. That's the Lord's that's the Lord's function. My function is to comfort the woman while she's in the point of delivery. Yeah, thank you. That actually helps. What else do we get? I know you got something, Hannah. I saw you writing. 
Yeah, I've got lots. There's a lot of threads here. I'm just trying to figure out where most of the weight is. I think on your original question, what I heard from him was always remember the law of first mention. What he had already said to you in going into this is if you find this situation, Bob, then you do this. So it doesn't matter if anybody else comes along to you and says darkness would be driving you out. It's what did Abba say? And he said, if you find this situation this way, you're to remove yourself. So it's just a simple question of obedience there. But going back to what Charlie posted, all the weight came on the word quarter. And I really hear him saying it's the watchman's job to guard the quarter of communion over this entire building that's happening, birthing and building. And I don't think we have our team yet. So when you said you're inviting some other prophetic intercessors on, we've had people on and I was looking to see the participants today to just, we had a girl from Canada who asked me to get an admin to put her on this because I expected her to be here today. We're just not pulling in and there seems to be quite a bit of warfare over getting the team built of the watchmen that you need. Because, Charlie, I think you really nailed it with the one, two, three, like the, uh, those are all scriptural, the three areas where a watch had to be established. But we don't have that corridor covered. And that's why you're swinging back and forth like a pendulum from one to the other. Not your fault at all. That's a watchman call. And I'm just trying to get a hold of that. The other thing he said during the worship was identify the enemy. The enemy was not Jackson's precarious health situation or the possibility that he might die. It was the worshipers unbelief. Jonathan knew that night and they were in their home when they called this meeting. It wasn't the first time that Bethel was praying for this child. He was in a tricky situation as you could hear from the testimony. But the thing is all of a sudden, Jonathan realized who was standing in front of him. And it was unbelief. You really have to question and I do it on a number of reasons, Bob, because in the last month, God has made it really clear to me. Athalia is now running with her mother, Jezebel. They're together. We're in an end time scenario. And we've got two horrifically evil demonic entities operating together. And so it's a whole different ballgame. The up of warfare increases now to, to a considerable mm -hmm. level. Yeah. She got, this got identified over a strike we tried to do with Malta. And it was a small team, but three of us got walloped after she was mm -hmm. just identified. We didn't try and do any mm -hmm. warfare. It's just that I got a download. They were running together. That night I got hit. The leader doing the strike got hit. And then from another nation, another warfare. We were out for walloped. And I just went, whoa, Abba, <laughs> what was that? What was that? I'm not used to that kind of kickback. I know how to close the door behind me. And I know, I know what warfare looks like, but this mm -hmm. was very different. So what Jonathan learned is you don't go after the entity itself. What you do is you go on a completely counter spirit. So Athalia was there to kill the seed, right? To kill the mm -hmm. seed of what you guys started here. Like to, to just, she was going to eradicate anything to do with the seed of Christ coming up in the narrative. So she is still out to kill anything Jezebel doesn't distort and seduced and twist. Athalia comes in to kill it, kill it. That's her thing. So what you want to do is always be speaking life, always speak life into everything. Just counter in worship. I work in the absolute opposite spirit, always go in a godly spirit. And I just, there's an awful lot of threads 
that he seems to be dropping into this today. Yeah, just the dream too, like 12 is a number for foundation. And I think, again, the very fact that you would come back to when they found you, you were doing the very thing that Charlie raised, which is making the corridor between the priestly and the kingly anointings that are over. We haven't got that we haven't got that connection quite yet. So we're still in very much in process. And if we stay there and keep calling in the people, I don't think we have all the puzzle pieces is what's happening. Amen. Is that fair to put out? I don't think we have all the team members yet. And I posted in the healthcare yeah. signal thread, a word that got dropped by a young prophet, Nate Johnson. I don't know if you've heard of him or not. I think they're from Australia. He and his wife are both prophets. And I think they moved to Bethel this year. But nonetheless, he just dropped a word, I think, yesterday about mantles and building and sometimes being in the wrong position and being able to let the Lord reposition you and not to pick up, not to be mismantled. And I think it's very key right mm -hmm. now, too. We're just in a lot of transition, a lot of transition. So there, there is, as David said, waiting is key. Being able to tarry and wait till he brings things to a place to say move is just a kingdom principle, hard as it is, hard as it is. But I think you already know the answer, Bob. I think that's why he was saying the principle of, of first mention is that he had already said to you, if she's still in place in that group in Kona, you're not in period end of sentence i think you know that yeah amen yeah and yet the the key is what the real enemy is the unbelief that then comes when you find that the battle here is to battle against the giant of unbelief for all of us because there's also a word that i got a year before this all happened which is the original name transformation health network will be used by us for the healing of the nations. So that means something has to be released from there yet that hasn't been released. And so it, but I have to battle the unbelief of what I experienced to still hang on to the word of the Lord that Transformation Health Network will be given over to us in the end of the story. That's what I can battle that battle, but I don't do it by getting myself in the fray with the others. They have to battle that one. For the Lord. This is very helpful. So I would say, Hannah, that the key that you've released here is it's still not clear enough to get a clear next steps, except for one thing. Where's the rest of the watch people that are going to come in to guard the corridor? And so I well, think you could pray them in. And I think yeah. as we go through this next week, I got to be more intentional to the people I met in Hawaii to come mm -hmm. on and come on, guys, I need you on the call. It's not just a good idea for you to come on the call. I know your heart. I know your anointing. You're the ones that belong on this call with us. And so for each of us, if we can do that over the next week, really, we should stir up Rick and Maria. They should be on this call. Yeah. There's other people that they bounce in once in a while, but there's no consistency as a result. We don't have authority at this point. Does that make sense? Yep. Hannah, since that was your word, could you pray it? And then let's just leave it at that position and then we'll meet next week. Okay. Okay. Abba. Is that you, um, Esther? No, I just said uh, last week that I, I was sure it's three o'clock and I was there in the church. 
sorry, I'm taking care of dogs of friends. And I was sitting there in the room by myself in the global watch room. And then today, like everybody's calling me just right on the time of the watch, really. And then you just put it, it's enough. Like it is really like that something, like not something we know what spirit taking, like keeping away people that should be in the watch, like Amy, Dr. Amy, she is very vital in this watch. And like, it's already a few times she's not here. And it is true, it is. And Bob, all the week, I just like, it should, like you said, it's something completely, God wants to give something completely different. And I just really felt like all connection, it's not that. God, when God is doing something new, it's new. That's what I, that's what I had in this week thinking. I don't know what is your relation. Like Bethel, it's always Bethel. O'Connor. And when God wants, like, God gave you the vision, a new vision, the new, something, God's going to bring something new. So it's all completely from every side. And I know it's hard to say, uh-uh, it's answering. I mean, it's, that's what, I mean, all the way. Better, Kona. I mean, there are wonderful people having wonderful ministry like Bethel, but still, God wants to give you something all completely. And I'm not trying to, that's something you priesthood. He's just reminding me of the passage out of Zechariah 4, verse 10. Do not despise these small beginnings, for the Lord rejoices to see the work begin to see the plumb line in Zerubbabel's hand. So Father, we just want to assure you that we are not despising the beginning of this, Lord, because we realize that over the year that we've been meeting or however long it's been, Father, a lot of the work has been within our own individual hearts. And that's always the way, Father, we're living stones being built into this, Father. This is every bit as much important to you as what you want to launch in terms of global health care and wellness. And so, Father, we are sensing, especially today, in just all these threads coming together, that the watch is still the key, as Sue Rao recognized right at the very beginning, Father, and that we are lacking some watchmen. And so we are calling them in, Lord, out of the global community, Father, even if they're not on global watch, would you finger, would you name, would you put your hand on the shoulder, would you give dreams, would you make the connections, Lord, that will quicken to them their calling to be a part of this, Father. We're realizing that out of the story of Athelia, there were actually three areas that the watchman guarded. And we are possibly missing that key one that Charlie noted today, Lord. And we're asking that you build us a watch, bring us in the watchman, and we're willing to be dealt with, Lord. But would you bring in the rest of the watch 
so that we can cover this quarter. And we just thank you, Father, because you're so good at doing this. And as David said, it's timing, Lord, and your timing is always perfect. It's never late, whether or not we think it is. It's never late. And Father, I just continue to pray that you give us, and especially Bob, give the shalom that's necessary to walk this out, Father, to realize that there are actually prophetic voices in the global community saying 2023 is going to be such a pivotal year of you taking down world healthcare as it now exists. And if that's true, this is all being interwoven together into a tapestry, Father, that's a Jeremiah picture of pulling down and uprooting as well as building. And we can't do one without the other. And you are the master builder. So we just want to release it back into your hands, Father, and pray for everyone who's on today, Lord, that we continue to sow into this with our prayers and our listening prayers, Father. Help us to truly wait. I just love it, Lord, that we take time on this watch, even though we only have the hour, but we take time to listen to you, to wait on you. And I pray, God, you teach us all how to listen well to your voice, your whispers. Take us forward, Father, in Yeshua's mighty name. Amen. Amen. Now, if I'm not mistaken, we changed the clock in the mainland tonight. So yep. we spring ahead an hour. But Jerusalem, you don't change, right? No change in time in Jerusalem? Until the 24th, I think. Yeah, so just be careful next week about what time the watch is, because I think it'll be an hour later. There's a couple of major changes coming up, and somebody posted a site on the Red Global Watch signal yeah. thread of where you can catch all of this. So if you want to pick that up, it might be easier, because okay. I think... You're Esther, I think you're right. You're in two weeks, but there's another one in between there changing too. Okay. So just to be careful. <laughs> I think I know it's my, my wedding anniversary. Oh, have a great anniversary next week. Thank you, Esther. Uh, have, have I, I have, I'm sorry, sorry. I didn't want to say this verse. And I got it and I'm really trying not to say from Ezekiel that you Ezekiel twenty-two, verse thirty. It's so hard, but I'm sorry. I didn't want to say it's so hard. Verse, and I don't know why God gave me this verse. Of course, I know, you know, that. But the last part is very hard. I mean, I don't know if God wanted the first one. Definitely the first one, but it was very hard for me to read the rest of it. And I didn't want to give it away, but. So are you saying 2230, Esther? No, 2230. I was looking for somebody to, I don't know, just to send in the gap, but it's very, it's a hard verse. Translate that, Hannah. I just can't understand what she's saying. Yeah, I'm going to read. I'm going to read it out, Esther. And yes, no, I have come to discern when he drops an actual scripture into your heart, Esther. It is meant to be shared, no matter how hard it sounds. Yeah. So this is. I know. Yeah. <laughs> this is where you're at. I looked for someone. I looked for someone who might rebuild the wall of righteousness that guards the land. I searched for someone to stand in the gap in the wall so I wouldn't have to destroy the land, but I found no one. So now I will pour out my fury on them, consuming them with the fire of my anger. I will heap on their heads the full penalty for all their sins. I, the sovereign Lord, have spoken. 
So I think that needed to be said because we don't have the watch to support where you're heading, you three musketeers. And that was the call. That's why she said, come on the watch and we'll get a watch around you. We don't have enough of a watch. So we're going to call them in as watchmen and, and trust that he's going to bring the right people because he has watch no intention. I agree with you, Anna, but it's the watch for the Ecclesia. It's a watch so that yes. the church is fully yes. in the position of righteousness, authority, healing, and just rocking and rolling, waiting for Jesus to come. That's why. That's why. That's why. Exactly. Thank you, Esther. Sorry, it was echoing at my end, and my old ears couldn't pick out what you were saying. So thank you, Hannah. Yeah. But Abigail, you don't usually say too much. Would you mind closing us in prayer since we get to see your pretty face today? Sure. <laughs> Good prayer. Dear Lord, I just, I do thank you for this time together where we can come and just seek you and what you're wanting to say on this important topic, because Lord, I do think it is very close to your heart and part of who you are, Lord. In Third John, it says that I prosper, I, I, I want you to prosper and be in good health, even as your soul prospers. So I just thank you, Lord, that you're just during this next week, giving us wisdom and showing us how to pray over these things that we have shared so that when, when we come back next week, that we can have even a more clear focus or so to speak of the path that we're on. And so I just thank you for these things in Jesus name. Amen. All right. See you 3 p.m. Jerusalem time next week. <laughs> yeah. I've been here this less than a month. I said time. He fell down very bad. I fell down and then came up and then I knocked my head in the shelf and then really this month is even more things that I never had. And so really all of us. I don't know if you had communion before. The, did you have communion? Sometimes we do. No, no, today. No, we didn't. Yeah, we did. That's a good thing to reinitiate. Let's reinitiate next week. Okay. Yeah. All right. And we bless. Blessings, everyone. Love you guys. Bye. 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 Bye.